the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi think wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole binders full of, uh, of women. You just gotta keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. So, hey, anyway, so Donald Trump um, is not going to be placed on the ballot in, like, what, Colorado, New Hampshire, New Mexico? You know, that's an interesting one. I think where that's headed, and we've already kind of been there, is there's been all this you know, they're going to pack the Supreme Court. Are they going to not pack the Supreme Court? You know, we need to go after Clarence Thomas or whoever for, you know, mm. this kind of trumped up ethics thing or, you know, this, that or the other. And there's there's been a lot of pressure to make them want to do something about that. And so when you look at the actual way that they're going about getting him off the ballot is the, uh, uh, you know, 14th Amendment, which is basically referring to like, you know, Confederate, you know, officers or, you know, hardline Confederate people, you know, not being allowed to have a seat in the, the U S government at that time, post-civil war, right. Without the rest of Congress agreeing that it's okay for them to be a part of it. And, uh, so it uses the language, you know, insurrection, rebellion, stuff like that. Uh huh. But he hasn't, nobody has been held, you know, found guilty of that in court, not even any of the, the protesters. I mean, I think they got the, the one proud boys guy on sedition, which I don't even know if that's going to last, you know, as time goes on because Just he wasn't, he wasn't even there. Isn't that right? That's yeah. fucking wild and, right uh, there. I mean, not to say that, I mean, like the whole Charles Manson thing, right? You can not be the guy who does it and still get in trouble. But it, when you're talking about the president, they're obviously reaching, right? They're so, very much so, so. So Colorado does it. And then that makes it easier for, you know, the next three states. What was it? California, New Hampshire, and uh, New Mexico to pile on with the same thing, you know, in, mm-hmm. the, in the coming days, most likely. And uh, so now you have this narrative of multiple states, you know, insurrection, whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. The and, New uh, Hampshire thing really kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Because they're supposed to be like the libertarian, the freedom state of the United States, right? They're like, that's what, the, you know, they're big libertarian state, had many libertarian governors. Uh, you know, they're just... And so I, I even said in our text today, I said, you know, that's pretty, you know, non-libertarian. Yeah. But also at the same time, ironically, it's also very libertarian. So I, we'll, <laughs> I want to come, we'll come back to that for sure, but I okay. want to finish this thought Go on the Supreme yeah. Court real quick. Yeah. Um, so all this pressure they've been kind of pointing at the Supreme Court. So now they're going to, in the midst of everybody who's on a team, you know, is, is rooting against or for this guy or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now the Supreme Court almost has to take the issue up. Because if they don't, then it drags out, you know, through the election and you might actually have some some problems. So there's going to be a lot of pressure for them to do something. So even if the court would just simply, you know, most likely say, no, you can't do this. Well, that's just the ammo for all the people on the left. Oh, my gosh, the court's got to go. Right. We got to do something to get, 
you know, to overcome Clarence Thomas and, you know, Neil Gorsuch and Alito and, and whatever, you know, which is either pack the court or some new scandal, right? And then if the Supreme Court doesn't take it up, well, now you've got all the people on the the right pissed off. So so really, the the machine, you know, the Leviathan, whatever you want to call it, I think is just, it, set, it has set its sights on the institution that is the Supreme Court, because it's really the last thing that hasn't, I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but Congress is already a joke. The executive branch is already pretty much a joke. Oh, yeah. And so if they can get rid of the court and then make it socially acceptable, left, right, or indifferent to no longer view the court as, you know, the kind of the, I don't think anybody who ever has thought about it actually believes that, you know, there is no human emotion or anything that, you know, goes into any of these decisions. But, you know, this goes uh that becomes the expectation that people will have. And so it sure. destroys the reputation and the, the view of the court. And then you're pretty much in banana republic mode at that point, because now each time or each team is going to find it acceptable to manipulate it one way or another, whether it's, you know, packing the court or, you know, the cases that they take up or things like that, which if the goal was to tear down the infrastructure of the, the U.S., you know, civilization or whatever, that's, that's what you would do. Yeah. But yeah, so the libertarian thing, um, you know, we talk about that a lot is, you know, freedom minded, you know, leave people alone, kind of, you know, they're not hurting anyone, let them do their thing. That's all fine. And, you know, Argentina is kind of an example right now where the Javier Millier guy is, is, you know, there's like protest, right? So he goes and he eliminates half the government. Right off the bat. A lot of people don't like that. So they're, you know, protesting in the streets or whatever. So he cracks down on the protests, says, nope, you can't be out, you can't block roads, you can't do all this stuff. None of it's really all that harsh, I don't think. It's just mm-hmm. kind of no. the general law and order that I think everybody wishes would have happened during the summer of love. Yeah, um, yeah, no shit. And, and so it begs the question, like, you know, these great freedom, liberty ideas, but if you're not willing to kind of curate the garden, you know, or put up a, a, a wall around the garden, then you don't really live in the, the oasis, right? You just kind of lived out in the wild. Right. And... That's only fine when you're in a, a sort of area where everything that's in the wild is more or less like you. And we live in a kind of the multicultural yeah. DEI society where that's not the case. So you D-D-I-E, can take your freedom D-I-E, and... D-I-E, Yeah. We, we, we've got to rebrand that as D-I-E. <laughs> but you, how, how, do you, how do you have freedom if... The, there's, you know, if there's one of you and the nine of the other people who don't right. believe in the concept of private property. Exactly. Right. And then, the, then it's a democracy. I had a, well, now it's all just shit. I had a long thought about this today. And, uh, the libertarian thing is so like Christianity is kind of like the, like what the word really to use here, like the precursor to like a libertarian style in, um, of government. Cause you know, in Christianity it says, you know, like it, the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would do unto yourself, you know, like you're not going to go, you're going to not go hurt people. And, and that's, you know, the, the libertarians in the non-aggression principle, it's live and let live, right? Like just be nice to your neighbor and, and they'll be nice to you. Right. Well, at a point, go back to the communist thing. You can be as nice as you want to fucking communist. However, they do not think the same as you. So there's a point when, when do you, when does it become aggression? Because that seems like, that goes back to the Argentina thing. Oh, let those people protest. You know, they're just protesting. No, they're protesting for a form of government that's 
that's that is going to directly impact your form of lifestyle. Right. You know, what do you think, New Hampshire, saying you're gonna go fourteenth Amendment, blah, 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 not let Trump be put on the ballot. That is that is going to that is that is just a step in that direction. So I don't understand those hardcore libertarians. And, and the Mises Caucus is obviously like the, the the right side of the Libertarian Party, the right and the right side of the Libertarian yeah. Party, and, and it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, like, you know, like you're going to have those people that are going to like, okay, you, you want to sit here as as Christians and, you know, okay, well they, they don't believe in our you know in, in in the Bible, Jesus Christ, and you know Christianity, whatnot. But okay, cool, we'll just let them do their thing. What happens when they're attacking you? Right. And, Okay, like, do you still sit there on your with your thumb up your ass and be like, well, you know, hey guys, you gotta let them do their thing, freedom of speech, you know, freedom, like, hold the fuck on, like, no, stop, like, do you want to live or do you not want to live? I, I'm a pretty libertarian person, but in the end of the day, it's like, no, fuck these people, because communism is evil, and, 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 and I do not want that way of life. If you're protesting in pro-communism or anything of that such, which includes the D.I.E., you know, or all that garbage, that, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not going to let you say okay and keep doing this and let you inch forward and forward and forward. And I'm like, sitting here, hey, guys, I'm just a fucking joke. And, you know, yeah, I mean, freedom. Okay. You know what? There, there's, there's enough. Enough is enough. And there comes to a point when no. Right. Yeah, it's a poison pill for kind of just leftism in general, too, not even just it's purely libertarian, you know, because there's kind of the illusion that you can have all of these ideals in a society that, you know, most of us who are thinking beings would think are good, right? Like, this guy's not hurting anything, leave him alone, or what's a proportional response to this incident or that incident or, or whatever. But the other cultures don't look at it that way. And, you know, that's one thing that's haunting Europe is, you know, because their mass immigration has been mostly, you know, poorer um, Islamic background from like, you know, North Africa or the mm -hmm. Middle East, you know, you know, so even just like on the IQ scale, not to make it all about that, but it means something because you can't have this sort of liberal worldview of, you know, well, Hey, this isn't really a big deal. Or this isn't a big deal because the, the other people that are there now, it is and their background of why they have their belief yeah. is completely different from the one that those people have. And so once right. that population demographic changes, you can kiss your secular, you know, liberal Western, you know, postmodern worldview goodbye because, yeah. because those ideas in that sort of secular worldview, they're not rooted in anything. Nobody actually believes in a principle. So as soon as another majority comes in, it's over. It's just like the, uh, the, f um, you know, saying, well, you know, Hey, pro Palestine, you know, fuck right. Israel and, and da, 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 da. And it's like, hold on. You're LGBTQ, and you're sitting over here like free Palestine. Do you realize what they will do to you? Like, they take your kind and literally kill you in the fucking street with a stone. That's a really confusing <laughs> demographic in general to me, because even, I mean, I'm, hell, I'm as critical of Israel as probably more so than most people that I know. Uh-huh. And, uh, the, you know, the whole premise of LGBT for Palestine, I don't understand because if you just want to make a point that like, hey, Israel going in and just mass bombing these cities in Gaza, maybe this isn't great. And if we look at ourselves as the Western world where we don't do things like this anymore, this would be a bad thing. Great. But 
what does LGBT have to do with that? Why, why do you even need that precursor? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it doesn't make any sense on its face, but that block has to just, it, it, it's, you know, it, I don't know what the word hive it's a mind. cult it's a hive cult. mind yeah it's, hive it's mind. yeah it's a cult hive mind or whatever yeah. in and of itself that people they they just they can't escape that umbrella and so it's just oh that stickers on it or whatever yeah. and so now I, I go this way it's it's like it's a new that, Republican the, Democrat thing where it's like oh I'm always this way always this way but then it's really just all the same bullshit over and over and over well it's the it's the NPC yeah the, the computer says do this so the NPC Right. says it just does what the computer does. Sure, and yeah. that's how video yeah. games work. Right. And that's exactly that. Blue team, you know? red team, rainbow team, yellow team, yeah. Exactly. So they always do what 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 the what the computer says and the computer is, you know, the establishment. Yeah. And 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 instead of stopping, hold on, let me think for myself. I'm gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, as as a gay if if I was a gay person, I'm gay. Well, hold on. I mean, there's and there's videos of 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 you know, Islamists and, you know, whatnot. Middle Easterners, you know, Erders, Middle Easterners, uh, stoning people, like, I mean, and it really happens. You know, it does happen, and they and they they like live stream that shit. Well, should I really be pro that? Right. You know what is? You know what Israel does do a good job at being pro gay. Right. They're the right. fucking number one importer for the uh, hormone replacement therapy hormones that all the fucking trannies take. Like that's they're the, for the entire world. Number one exporter. Yeah. yeah exporter. Yeah. Sorry, not importer. Yeah, exporter. Yes. Yes. Guess what? You guys should be pro-Israel, if anything. But right. the left says pro-Palestine, so you're fucking dumbass hive mind thinking. Well, says, and I, I think I that, that gets that. you know to throw around the uh, the word demon a little bit because I'll I'll go there because mm-hmm. in my mind it's it's like a and you know the 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 computer the programming the whatever you know the demon spirit you know however you want to look at that whatever works for your brain, uh, in full effect because it just shows you that the goal of that cult or that hive mind. It really isn't rooted in any kind of logic. There's no end game. It's just destroy current West system, mm-hmm. right? Even even going back to you know the conversation about the, the what's going on at the Supreme Court, it really doesn't even have to be a right or left thing. It's just how can I move this whole culture in a direction to where everybody hates the institution that made it work for so long? Yeah, and uh, it's it's just burn it down. Like the only goal there is just burn it down, burn it down, burn it down. There's there's not a a solution like the things that they would present as solutions are, are really just feelings right like mm-hmm. you know the word equality gets thrown around all out a lot and what the fuck does that mean i mean because everybody is equal under the law today yeah it just I is love it. i mean you, you can argue little instances where well this guy was treated harsher by the cops because he looks like this or whatever absolutely but that's human nature that you're never going to change that the best we can do is, sub- is the stuff that's subjective. on the books in yes. the system that you live and you know there's always going to be a little bit of a balance of, of the culture versus the machine but mm-hmm. to just to make those kind of claims you just I, I don't know how more people can't see that that like all this all the die stuff going on you know is just it's it, the scales have tilted so far the other way so it's the that 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 equality thing is so laughable because you'll see the the women marching or the, the the trannies marching, you know, tranny, every tranny deserves equal rights. It's like, what, what rights do you have today in 2023 that I have that you don't have as a white man? What can I do that you can't do in the United States of America? Please tell me one thing. There is nothing right, but they f- march to that drum. Like it's just, it's, it's what they do. And, yeah. and you see, or women's rights, women's rights, you know, w- w- the right to fucking murder your child. You want to do that? Right. Guess what? I don't have 
I don't have it because I can't fucking have a baby. So how about equal rights for me? Let me go murder children. You know, it makes no sense. And it lacks so much critical thinking, which is a huge problem for it's. And it's not just the left. It's just the establishment type. Yeah. Whether it's right or left they're Well, my team, you know, my computer says this is my programming. So I have to say this. And so many people get <clears throat> caught up in that. And, 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 and it's like, and, and it's not just old people. It's new people. Not new people. It's it's younger people. It's wild. It's like, hold on. Stop. Think, you know, go to the, the, the Israel conflict thing going on right now. And I've had so many guys, you know, talk to me at work and stuff. And they're just like, you know, yeah, fuck them. Fuck them Palestines. And I'm like, you're right. Fuck the Palestinians. You know, Palestinians. But you know what? Also, fuck the Jews. Huh? Look at me kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm like, you know what? Who owns Hollywood? They look right. at me and I said, the Jews who, so who has put all this shit on TV? Who's told your kids to be gay? Hollywood. Guess who owns the banks? The fucking Jews. Who owns the fucking, uh, the world banks? The Jews. Guess who makes all, and I bring up the, you know, the hormone replacement therapy, how they're the biggest exporter. Guess who does that? The Jews. All that shit is done in Israel. So you want to sit here also and say, fuck the Palestinians. Guess what? Fuck the Jews too. And then they're just like, I'm like, quit fucking falling for everything the news says, you dumb fuck. Yeah. I don't say that. It's, I, I'm inside. I'm enraged. And it's like, just think. I don't, I'm not for any of them. You know what I am for a little bit? Some of those values that those, uh, those Palestinians hold, though. You know, they, they, uh, they're spot on on a handful of things. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, like all the things you just said can come across very jarring, right? Just because kind of the history and, you know, World War II, the Holocaust, stuff like that mm-hmm. will always be gone. Exactly, up. yes. But it, it shouldn't be a taboo thing to discuss, right? And it doesn't mean that everything a culture does is bad, but, but what, what really is it and what has it achieved and what are the ends and are there goods and are there bads? And those things are all worthy of conversation. It doesn't really matter what end of like a spectrum that they're on, you know, like, uh, to kind of go in a different direction, even, you know, you could argue that, man, there's some things about like Islam, not tolerating some of this cultural bullshit that would go a long way towards fixing Mm -hmm. certain aspects of the West. That being said, you can't have all of that in its totality because, you know, obviously then you lead to a world where, you know, someone who's a Muslim can't become a Christian, right? Because the the written punishment for that is is death. And we we would in the Western world say, well, no. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's goods and bads with all of that. And, uh, I don't know. It's it's funny, you know, even with like X and Twitter, you know, whatever, the whole free speech thing, you know, I, I think there's a lot of people finally coming around to that. And, you know, even just in the whole broader context of the Israel versus Palestine, you know, you see a lot of congressmen out there like they're our greatest ally and all this stuff. And it's like, it seems like a pretty one sided relationship to me because all we wanted was a mere border wall that would have cost a measly five billion dollars. But yet in the drop of a bucket. How they much? can get 10 times that to go fight a personal conflict. That's know, been going on forever. Forever. <laughs> and it will and, never stop. And, you know, there's 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 background there, too. Like, you know, the you know poisoning of the wells or, you know, like when they first went to go retake Israel, you know, they drove all these people from their houses and, and killed a lot of them. Like, it's a very violent, brutal history full of yeah. war crimes and things like that on the Israeli side. But yes. you're, you're not allowed to to discuss those things. And, you know, the, the question has to become, okay, well, why, who, who really controls the narrative and and why is that lobby, you know, whether you want to say it's something like the, the ADL or or whatever, how is that so powerful that that you can't have these conversations at all? Yeah. You know, Uh, I mean, cause especially in America where it's like, every time we turn around, we have to go relitigate, you know, 1865 or, 
you know, the conflicts that, you know, were had with the Native Americans in, in, in uh, you know, resettling them and, you know, taking over their land and, and, you know, the Indian Wars, quite frankly, you know, a very brutal mm-hmm. time period. You know, that gets relitigated to death and that's, you know, 200 plus years ago now in, in areas. But, you know, Israel, even though it's just still kind of within <clears throat> the last hundred years and a lot of the same people are still around even, you're not allowed to have that conversation, right? So it's it's bad for us to have done it 200 years ago or nobody here today is alive or has any living memory of anyone right. who's alive at that time. Yes. But <clears throat> you can't discuss those things as they're going on in real time because no, that's exactly that's the what same happened. thing with slavery. Sure. I mean, um, you brought up... Hold on real quick. You brought up the the Jews and their their history and how they've been persecuted and stuff. And and what a lot of people don't know before even like, you know, the world war two Jews has been, per, Jews have been persecuted forever. And I saw a video and this could have, I think someone sent it to me and it was like, it was a TikTok, but it was, and I can't remember the exact word they used. It's a synonym for loan, like loaning money. So in Christianity, like apparently, and I didn't know this. Had, usury. Usury. There yeah. we go. Thank you. Yep. You, you're not allowed to do that in Christianity. I've never heard this. And I, you know, used to go to church a lot. I mean, talking like old Christianity. Maybe it's in the Old Testament. I don't know. Um, and anyway, so, but in Judaism, that's allowed. So anyways... The Jews go to this country because the Jews don't have a homeland. Right. They don't really have a homeland. So they go to this country in Russia and they're in here, 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 all these different places. And what do they do? They end up owning everything, right? Guess what the Jews do now? The Jews own everything. So why do you think they're persecuted? They end up getting run out of their country because they end up loaning, owning everything. People get tired of their bullshit. They run them out. They persecute them. They go to the next place. And it was a you know a TikTok, so like a one little one two minute video, but yeah, I you know it's interesting because I, 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 I would, see where they go with that, you know, because you know even the idea of banking, you know, the Rothschilds and all that stuff is mm-hmm. all you know Jewish background. Yeah. Um, now I could be stepping on my own tongue pretty hard here, but I'm I think one of the things in Judaism though was that you know like every seven years all these debts are supposed to be forgiven. So it's it's okay. a it's a thing, and, sure. and it, it makes sense. Like if you're going to loan somebody money, you're doing them a favor. Yeah. They, they should return the favor back to you, which in this case is just, you know, a small amount of interest, right? Yeah. Now, <clears throat> absurd interest levels, you know, like what's on like an average credit card now oh, would, would be what you know, usury is or like even that. a mortgage, right? Where you have yeah. this loan, this inflated market price that's just dragged out forever with all these terms would be years, a yeah. form of usury. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Islam is a culture that, you know, isn't supposed to to, to do that. It's it's politically, how how do you define it and... And what do you do, you know? Yeah. I just thought that was really interesting. Like I said, I never looked into it. Um, kind of falls in place with the... And, and, and I, I've never seen that in Christianity. Have you? Like that it's... Usury is illegal? Or it's, it's a... Well, I mean, usury in general would be something that's viewed as is is a negative, right? Because it's mm. basically taking advantage of someone in need. Sure. Right? Okay, which is, yes. Which is, which yes. is just... Goes against all the fundamentals of Christianity. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even absolutely. if you want to get back into that, you know, secular worldview, that's something that I think even the secular world would would frown upon. And and I, you know, you see it when people complain about, you know, banks and overdraft fees or, 
sure. know, high interest yeah. loans and, and things like that. And absolutely, you know, people kind of make their own bed. So if somebody fell into that, shame on them. But, you know, also shame on the same person who keeps doing the same thing over and over keeps and over. Keeps taking advantage take, of those Taking advantage of a system yeah. that yeah. allows them to yeah. do it is yeah. evil, right? I mean, that, that's what evil is. Uh, well, so if Jews do it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I I don't know. I don't I don't want to say I'm anti-Semitic or anything like that. But who killed Jesus? Well, you know, yeah. and I, I a riff on that is you know Jeffrey Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, you know yeah. Maxwell's dad being for Mossad, yeah. and, and all that yeah. stuff. And okay, so what do we do with that? I mean, Mossad's the Israeli intelligence, right? So exactly. if, if if there is a little bit of truth to that thread. You know, and then the other question is, well, you know, where is the, you know, because the, there was some news the other day, there was going to be like 170 some names released oh, after yeah. the new year. And so everybody's kind of, oh yeah, this is it. It's not. Yeah. And it's just, okay, why? Who, who was involved and who's, who's behind that? Yeah. Now, you know, and I, you know, um, picking on Israel a lot, right? Um, there's really no hope for Gaza. I mean... The people in Gaza are pawns of the Arab world, right? They're, they yeah. exist there, and they are trapped there. Not really even because of the Israelis. I mean, they're trapped there by the Egyptians. I mean, nobody's really showing you that the Egyptians are fortifying that wall and that barrier, too, because they don't want those people either. And part no. of it is because it's going to cause problems in Egypt if that many people come into Egypt. But the other one is if everybody leaves Gaza, the Arab world no longer has this thorn in the side of a nation like Israel, right? Because those two cultures just the Islamic world cannot stand for the Jews to be there, right? And then vice yeah. versa. And so on some level, they're just fighting for the right to have a state and, and to exist. And so, yes, a lot of terrible things happened in order to recreate, you know, a, a shadow Israeli state, you know, because it's nowhere near as big as what biblical Israel and Judea would have been. But it's not any different than any other conquest or land grab throughout the entirety of human history, right? There, There's never really been a case where somebody just... Yep bought a bunch of land, then it's mine now. Nobody was there. It's just a peaceful move in. Like on a small no. scale, that happens. But on a big scale, no. That's no. how you get the American, you know, wars with the Indians yeah. and, and all that stuff. It's how you got America. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and not even just how you got America. I mean, it's how every piece of land ever, ever. was gotten, was taken it, over it, it, by someone. Or it, even if it wasn't a bloody conflict, the other person was pushed out because the person who came had a superior system of you know, industry or agriculture or trade yeah. or whatever that made the other person irrelevant and just slowly pushed them further and further out to the fringes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think there's, you know, they have a right to carve out a place to go exist. And, you know, the other dangerous thing you have there that I guess is another thing you're not allowed to, to talk about is, you know, if it's okay for um, there to be a, a Jewish religious nation, you know, why can't there be a a white Christian nationalist or, you know, a black nationalist or whatever other place, right? Because the premise of these places isn't harming people, you know, and, and hurting people and, and doing things like that. You know, the premise is just, hey, we want to exist. We want to do our own thing and we want to do it our way and we want to be left alone. Yeah. So why is that something that's so frowned upon? And it it's because it flies in the face of the the hardcore, you know, DEI stuff, the kind of forced multicultural thing, right? They, they want to push you into a world where you're not comfortable and you are kind of on edge. And I, I get the utopia view of that. I mean, yeah, it's, it would be wonderful, but that's not how it works. And, and, and to force that, it means you have to force people to accept 
a single set of man-made truths. And in this case, they're not truths that have like revealed themselves through some great trial and tribulation. They're just things that have been forced down by a ivory tower elite. And a lot of them are demonstrably false, right? To even people with just a basic understanding of the English language that can read yeah. a book. So, well, and you just, you, I've said this many a time, but you cannot get like, you can't get all them different cultures and everything on the same page. You just, you just can't, you know, like the, in Europe, the Muslims moving in. What are they going to do? They're going to turn Europe into that. You can't convert them. <clears throat> just, I don't know, man. It's like the southern border bringing all the Mexicans in. We aren't the same. We well, just aren't. Nothing even, wrong even with them. Think about like, but like uh, places like Chinatown, right? Yeah. No, nobody wants to go there and eat like white guys burger pub. Right, like it's a little <laughs> oasis for a certain type of cultural experience. Demographic, right? it's, yeah, it's, it's where people want to go to see that thing, right? Yeah, um, and, and pockets of that for all cultures exist all over the country and all over the world, and everybody recognizes those little pockets as like beautiful little places where these things and ideas can flourish. But it's weird that we can't also take that same thing that we think is is kind of beautiful and important and apply it to the bigger scale and say, well, why why can't these people live how they want to live in this location. Why does it all have to be this, you know, top-down worldview thrown down, you know, everybody's mouth? Yeah. Well, I think there's a big push towards, because what, what does all that create? It creates a chaos. Yeah. And, and there's a big push for that. And there's a big push for the chaos so this new thing can come in and take over. Yeah, it gets me back to even the initial comments about the Supreme Court. I, you know, it's... Yeah, there's a right and left thing going on, but but in reality, it's it gets everybody looking at the last kind of major institution that still has some shred of honor and credibility left, yeah. and it it removes that, and so now the whole system is, you know, ripe for the taking. Whether it ends up being a right winger who destroys it or a left winger who destroys it, it's just setting the stage for whatever yeah. that next phase is to happen. Yeah. And for people who kind of get hung up on the whole, you know, a, a Trump being some sort of political messiah figure. Or whatever, I, I would just kind of remind them that it wasn't that long ago that your choices were Bush and Clinton, after a Bush and Clinton, yeah, right? No so the machine controls both sides of the fence, yeah. right? So you know maybe there's people that are exempt from that, maybe they're not. Maybe maybe some of the push against Trump is kind of the false. Oh no, we're so scared. Don't pick that guy. Oh gosh, don't do it. You know, and then in the reality, in the end, it's psych. Because what did he do last time? He got you. John Bolton and Mike Pompeo and right. a war in Yemen, which, oh, by the way, if you read the news as of a couple of days ago, is probably going to turn into a hot war with U.S. aircraft and stuff being directly involved in the conflict over yeah. there. Um, I think there are now two or three aircraft carriers, you yeah. know, in the Middle East. And, you know, there are still troops in Syria, um, all this stuff. So it's not as if... You know, and you know they, they'll argue that you know Trump. Oh, he exposed all these people because more people are woke up to it. And like, I think that there's some truth to that. And I think Trump played a part because he got more people kind of paying attention to the details. But in the end, it really didn't have anything to do with Trump per se. I think some of it was just a natural progression of the information age that we live in. I mean, more information is available now than there ever has been at any point in human history, ever. Yeah. And 
so it's harder for them to hide things like they could have in the, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, whatever, where there were like, you know, three news channels and they were all getting the same talking points from the CIA or they, they sure. only had, you know, five informants that spread out and spread the five people, the story, and then everybody's on the same page. You can't do that now with the internet. I mean, you see that in real time with like the mainstream media, you know, there's those clips where it's like, here's 500 reporters all, all saying, saying the, the exact same thing, same yes. thing you know, but now with, you know, Twitter and, you know, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, that's not the case. You know, you can see different views of things and sometimes they can be so off the wall and crazy that, yeah, maybe they are worse if somebody goes down that hole, but at least you have the ability to question what the machine is doing and the machine is going to have to relearn, you know, a new bag of tricks if it wants to stay around and keep the status quo for the shitty elite that we have. And so far, they haven't been able to do that. They're having to resort to censorship and shutting things down, and whatever, and which they, in turn just makes it more obvious what they're doing. Right. But the, and the reason they do the censorship is so they can try to get back to those three channels. Like yeah. you're saying. Yep. That's that's why. Yeah, it's their well, old bag of tricks. They, they, they haven't evolved you no, know, a new way to do something else. And there it, might not be a way for them to I, do something else. I don't think there ever will be. I don't know. Did you, uh, did you watch that Alex Jones interview on Tucker Carlson? Uh, the most of it. I don't know that I finished it, but I definitely liked the first, you know, yeah. hour and a half or whatever. I think it was like two hours. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh. Yeah, I, I uh, Alex yeah. Jones is is a, is a great example. I mean, even in the context of the whole January sixth insurrection thing, uh-huh. right? I mean, yeah. he's a yeah. guy that you know the whole QAnon thing. He was saying QAnon was bullshit pretty early on, right? Or mm-hmm. that hey, it was a guy, and mm-hmm. it started out as like kind of a legit thing, and then it slowly got off the rails and just became completely off the rails. And mm-hmm. you know, the January sixth thing was a setup. You know, this is what they want you to do because they want to. He was net dead nuts on all that stuff, and it makes you wonder. You know, he was kind of patient zero for the the uh, the deplatforming, and we're not just talking. Oh, he before before deplatforming yeah. was a thing. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and not just like, you know, he got ran off of a college campus for giving a speech, like removed from the internet to a yeah. very large degree. Yeah, the only thing he has is Infowars.com. Yep. And, and and it's because he has his own, from, from what I understand, he has his own. So like a lot of uh, internet, you know, I have a website and I, I run through like Amazon Web Services. Like my every person who has, you know, a website, they have a host and the host has all the servers and stuff. So when people access it, they're actually accessing it from there. And, you know, it's that's how the Internet works. And he has his own everything. He is his own host, which is, is badass because that's very, very difficult to do in today's age with uh, traffic and stuff. Because I could at my home Internet create a server and then, you know, my ISP is going to get pissed off. Let's say I start having more and more traffic. So right. the bandwidth of my house starts going up and up and up and up. And the ISP is going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Internet service provider for all the people that don't know what ISP is. So you have to have a business account mm-hmm. to have that. And so he has all that. Like the only way of cutting him off is for his internet service provider to say, Eh-eh, and they just don't give him internet, which they can't cross that bridge yet. Right. Exactly. Because politically is not set up for it. And then even if yeah. they did, you know, in the world where, uh, you know, Elon Musk owns SpaceX, <clears throat> right? I mean, you're back to where, you know, AT&T and <coughs> friends don't mm-hmm. necessarily even control all the ISPs anymore. So, Right. He could eventually make his own ISP because in the end of the day, internet, the internet is just literally me connecting to your computer. 
You know, in a very simple way. In a John McAfee always mentioned like you know a, a new internet that was kind of kind of more ad hoc. You know, just, just individualized yeah. by devices. And you know that already kind of exists too because everybody has a whole bunch of devices. And so if somebody gets something on a device. You yep. know, it's feasible that, you know, just like a, a virus or whatever, you could spread place to place without even needing the internet at all. So yep. there's an avenue now for information to get out, even if they do try to, to shut down some of the easier avenues. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we talked, actually, we talked about it here just like, I don't know, a couple weeks ago to shut down the internet. And, and I understand they could like shut down ISPs and they could, you, I don't think you could ever actually shut down the entire network of com- computers talking to each other. Yeah. I mean, phones talking to each other, computers talking to each other. It's, it's cause at the end of the day, if your shit's hardwired and there's a wire going from my house to your house, unless you go physically cut that wire, right. Like, you can't shut it down. Yeah. And, and, and there still is. And that, that goes back to the ad hoc thing. Um, anyway, Nope, that's awesome. And you know the exchange. The, so on on top of the ISP, there's the exchange points, which is kind of the connection hubs where all the ISPs, ex, ex, you know, exchange data and how the broader internet works. And there's a whole bunch of these exchange points <clears throat> all over the planet, all all different countries. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not going to pretend to know exactly how everything is all set up infrastructure wise, but if you're looking at like look at it kind of like a a circulatory system or a nervous system, mm-hmm. right? There's going to be points within that system that are more important than others for certain types of information or, or whatever. And so you don't necessarily need to, you know, EMP all of them or take all of them down. You just need to take some major ones down for long enough to cause enough heartache. Cause I mean, hell we've sure, seen, we've seen yeah. it, we've seen it with COVID where even just you know, a few months of, you know, shutting down manufacturing in a lot of places just absolutely destroyed entire supply chains, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the supply chain, you know, anything from the raw material coming out of the ground all the way, you know, from from transportation to getting the raw material into like a more usable material and then into a even more usable material then into a finished product, um, it's just been wrecked. And it's it's been a few years now since all that and it still isn't back to to where it was before that and you know that that wasn't even a the internet shuts down and we can't exchange information anymore kind of situation that was just a government hey stay at home yeah no i don't want to say we can't it can't be i think it could do a lot of disruption and cause a lot of harm but i don't think you could ever actually shut it completely down yeah i would think you'd have to have a unless there was a big ass emp that covered the entire planet big emp or like a like a carrington event type you know, Carrington event was like a massive um, coronal mass ejection and solar flare mm, in the yeah, late 1800s, yeah. I think. Yeah, it might yeah, have been earlier yeah. than that. But, you know, there was an aurora scene, you know, all the way as far south as like, you know, Missouri. And, uh, gl- you know, almost like a really, really bright full moon, but a little bit brighter than that at night. Sure. That was how bright the aurora was yeah. from that event. And it fried at the time, all they had was telegraph. And it fried telegraph lines, like like caught fire and burned up. Sure. And so you think about something like that happening, but in today's world, oh, it would just be absolutely catastrophic. Oh, that'd be, yeah, yeah. I mean, ah. our phones just catch on fire. <laughs> yeah. Did you, uh, did you listen to David Grush on Joe Rogan? I did not. I'm, I'm familiar with Mr. Grush. Yeah, well, in, he's the guy, right? Most of his claims... 
So you should go back and listen. Mm-hmm. It was now this came out November twenty first, and it took me up until, and I'm still not done. It's like I don't know three quarters of the way through. Um, it's pretty good. Like he, you know, he talks about obviously aliens and. So when he did his little, I don't know, announcement, right? And it was a lot of nothing. Like, hey, they're there. And right. like, okay, what can you tell us? And he's like, well, not anything. Okay, so <laughs> the guy didn't actually break any laws. So he's a whistleblower, but at the same time, everything he did, he ran through the right channels to where is this stuff okay to be talked about? Now he risked his career, and well, he has no career for the military anymore because he did talk about it. And he kind of just said, hey, here's what here's what we got. So there's nothing like that was classified that was ever like, you know, sent out. And he, he mentioned in the that initial interview a few months ago, um, you know, the lady asking questions. He's like, well, we could talk about it on a da 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 da, but whatever he called it. Basically, I can't talk about it here because it's classified, but I can talk about it in this kind of setting. So... He talks about that on the podcast, and he basically was like, "I didn't, I didn't make it. I didn't make anything up. Um, I didn't break any laws. There was actually no whistle blowing, even though he is a whistleblower. Because a whistleblower, in my opinion, and that's why they passed that law, was like, hey, here's some shit that's going down. I'm not supposed to talk about it. It's highly illegal, but I'm going to talk about it, right? Well, everything he talked about, he he ran through the proper channel, so he could talk about it. It's just that nobody does that in his profession." Right. So what was his specific background where he became privy to all this stuff? Uh, he was oh, intelligence and he was, he was military and he was also civilian, civilian contractor. Right. Um, and military. Uh, I think he was still in like the reserve still. And he spent, you know, X amount of time in, actually active duty. Um, and he was around, you know, he's around all them guys. How put off and so uh, that's Skinwalker Ranch. So, so that's, that's yeah. where I was going is, you know, Everything that David Grush has said is basically just a derivative of claims that have been publicly made by a man named Eric Davis, who yeah. was part of the Hal okay. Putoff's yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. So Eric Davis, the big claim to fame with him is there's this thing floating around called the Wilson Memo, where allegedly in a these are his notes of a, you know or slash transcript of a impromptu interview he had in the back seat of a car with an Admiral Thomas Wilson. Uh huh. In which, at the time, Wilson was the deputy director of the Department of you know, Intelligence Agency, DIA, whatever. Um, and he talked about being frustrated with knowing that there were these classified programs where they had you know, crash retrievals and, and you know, yeah. objects and things like that. But even he wasn't allowed to have access to them, right? And so Eric Davis gets this. And you know, this is now proof that the government has super classified you know, crash retrieval stuff. Now, Eric Davis... He'll kind of acknowledge it, but he never really talks in detail about the Wilson memo. Was it real? Was it not? Right. Um, Wilson denies it, and and you know we go from there. Now you know layering on that mm, Wilson memo, I think is later, but you, you know you have kind of the Bob Lazar story of hey, there's a secret base and we have these crashed crafts and sure. we're working on yeah. it, and maybe I saw a body in a room, maybe I did, and I'm not really sure. David Grush is really just an amalgamation of all of those claims, and he doesn't claim to have seen anything himself, which no, is the he, exact no. same thing that Eric Davis did. This, right. this is stuff that I don't know. I just I have reason to believe that it does exist. Yeah. So my biggest problem, two-part two, two answer here, and, and this is my way that I look at it, is uh, 
if we were really interested in a truth and Congress was looking into this, it would take anybody who goes down that rabbit hole, you know, I don't know, maybe a day of reading to come up with the question, okay, if this stuff exists and if I take it seriously and if I want to get to the bottom of it, why am I having a subpoena with uh, a couple Skinwalker Ranch guards, David Grush, and some old Marines making claims? Why wouldn't I just subpoena Admiral Thomas Wilson? Sure. And ask him if what he said was true. Sure. On this memo that's been floating around, right? Um, but they didn't. And nobody brings that question up. Even the people who are already ingrained in the UFO world, um, and I'm not saying that Joe Rogan is one of them or he should know, but he has that, uh, gosh, what's that other guy? Uh, Jeremy, or yeah, Jeremy Corbell. Yeah, yeah, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so where's, yeah. That, where's that guy calling for to get Congress to do Admiral Thomas Wilson and just get to the bottom of that, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. You don't yeah. see that publicly. You don't see that talked about on podcasts like Rogan, and they've been on there dozens of times now. And, you know, there's been books and TV shows and all kinds of stuff written about Skinwalker. And all of this is kind of part of the lore and never gets brought up. That guy's alive and he's here. And if you're going to keep badgering on about this claim, put that guy under oath. There's plenty of congressmen out there that I'm sure would be willing to do it if they took it seriously or if they really knew, which kind of tells me that maybe the goal for these people like the Corbells and stuff isn't that they are completely being disingenuous because I believe they believe some of their own stuff but where is it and, and the other yeah. one there's another so, name here too is so tom DeLong, right he did the whole to the stars academy yeah. of sciences that paid how put off and all that stuff yeah so what got tom DeLong sent down the rabbit hole to to get all that started in the 2000s mm-hmm. um was a conversation he had <clears throat> with a uh, an air force guy I want to say it was a general, uh, Neil McCasland, I think was the name, who allegedly told Tom DeLong that, you know, hey, we had craft or we're working on stuff or in communication with or whatever. Yeah. And that was also a guy who was still alive and he ran an Air Force kind of DARPA. I don't want to say DARPA, but that side of like Air Force R&D type stuff. So, sure, so yeah. title wise would be somebody who would be in the know. So that's like my first critique of like the David Grush narrative as a whole is if you go down that rabbit hole, you immediately get to those two guys. So why haven't we just gone directly to the sources? Why are we still talking about second sense. and third-hand yeah. accounts? Yeah. The other one that I have, and this one gets overlooked all the time, just because I think it's incredibly inconvenient, is do we think David Grush was more in the know or had more ability to access things than Edward Snowden did? Because you know what Edward Snowden says, right? He says, believe me, I had all the access in the world. I went looking for the aliens and I didn't find anything, not even a mention. Interesting. But you never, you never hear that brought up either. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, of course not. I mean, yeah. Why do we take some people more serious than others, especially Grush? Because Grush, I think at one point, not even all that long ago in his career, actually worked with Eric Davis. So these are people who are not even separated by a couple degrees. I mean, they're literally in the same car. Yeah, he brings them up. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. And and he doesn't say, from what I remember, and he ever saw anything. Right. It, it's, it's just claims. Here's the paperwork I've seen. Mm-hmm. And this is who I've talked to that has seen, you know. So is it all smoke and mirrors? And is it Project Bluebeam? The most, the most interesting 
of the accounts in that UFO scene, you know, a lot gets said about the pilots, you know, and the Tic Tac and the Go Fast and the Fleer and the mm-hmm. 2019 USS Kid and on and on. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I, you know, and I've talked to a couple of those people who saw that stuff, like, like personally. Yeah. Um, the one that stood out to me the most, though, at the Congress thing wasn't even any of the pilot stuff. It was the story uh, Michael Herrera, I think, was on the uh, Sean Ryan show. Yeah. And he was one of the Marines. And the account that those guys gave about what they encountered in Indonesia, oh. see, seeing a craft load up containers or, That's or a, something. Yes. And it wasn't aliens that stopped them or got in their way. No, it, it was, was black ops type people. Black ops type people speaking yeah. American English. Yeah. Right. And so to me, if you go listen to his account... And then even if you spin off, you know, something kind of more recently, there's been that face peeler story in Peru and South America, which has a lot of similarities. And then there's another incident in the early 90s of a Marine somewhere in, I want to say Panama, somewhere in Central America. Mm -hmm. And he has a similar story to what Michael Herrera describes, but like 10 years later um, of like these disaster zone instances where this stuff is happening. It, It all kind of points the finger at the trafficking thing. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. what, whatever this tech is, or these people, you know, is it's so, related here, my opinion on it. Oh my, I guess my thoughts on it. I, I do think there's been something, um, you know, even if it was the Roswell type thing where he found some technology, something crashed here, whatever. Okay. Um, but I think it's, in, it's, it has been used for, the trafficking thing. Like, in the end of the day, like, these fucking people are nasty, disgusting perverts who have all this power. So, right, they... A, 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 a spaceship crashes down. We take the, we take the technology and, uh, you know, reverse engineer it. We make our own shit, right? Right. And then, and what do we do with it? Well, you know, because we know that all these people in power are fucking pedophiles. Every, I mean, what happened just in the fucking Senate floor the other day? So right. Dude's getting butt-fucked by... That's another conversation we gotta have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, we all know they're perverts and they're pedophiles and they're fucking disgust, disgusting creatures. So, we take this technology and like that... I listened to that podcast with Sean, the Sean Ryan uh, one. And it's fucking nuts because they, they all witnessed... There was a handful of them that witnessed a craft mm-hmm. that's a UFO, but it's black ops dudes coming out and they're fucking like loading up children. Yeah. Right. So then we go back to like the Hawaii thing, and how many kids are still missing from Hawaii? Right. That. Yep. At this well, point, the, the earthquake in Haiti. How right. many? Yeah. Never ever to be ever heard from again. Uh, Katrina, Hurricane yeah. Katrina. Like this kind of stuff happens. So then it goes into like the Pizza Gate thing, and is, is there this giant global network of human traffickers and pedophiles, and they all just fucking trade sex slaves around? I believe it. Yeah, I do too. I and, you know, 100% and believe it. It doesn't even have to be a super industrial scale where we're talking about, you know, like cattle slaughter where it's like, you know, 300,000 cows a day or, or whatever, no. like per factory. It's it's not like even on that scale. We're just talking, you know, a couple times a year you have a big eco disaster. You know, the place gets cordoned off for a couple of days. There's this group that sweeps in and picks up couple hundred people, bodies, parts, whatever. Yeah. And it's not necessarily all has to be trafficked for, you know, slavery or sex. I mean, just think about black market organ trade oh, or yes, exactly. tissue yes. trade. Think about that weird spirit yeah. cooking shit. You don't think there's some super fetishized version of that where it's yeah. not just 
pretend at my creepy Halloween Hollywood party where it's like people take that shit seriously and it's like fucking real thing. Hmm. You know, uh, <clears throat> absolutely. I mean, there's, you know, those super expensive sex club type things in LA that are all like, you know, super secret, you know, as far as who's there and yeah. all that shit exists. It's real. It's They're not real. Yeah, conspiracy. Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't take you long to, to even go down that path. Um, you know, and, and to kind of go back, you mentioned the, the two dudes, you know, getting it on in the Senate and filming it. You know, one of the things that you're not seeing brought up by any of the Republicans in the mainstream news or anything like that is, you know, we have what, 44,000 hours worth of security camera footage from the Capitol Mm -hmm. in all the rooms of the, you know, the congressional buildings. So these two dudes were in the middle of one of those buildings at a time when nobody's really supposed to be in there filming themselves do something kind of in the middle of the room. Yeah. There were no other cameras that saw them go in or that were watching the room for security. Those tapes exist. And so the broader question in my mind is, where are those tapes? And if that was happening, where was security or what happens with those tapes after the fact? And so the more sinister question I would wonder is, was this really just a rogue act of like, you know, two super hornery teenager types that are just so full of lust that they're just, you know, constantly fuck on the Senate up in the ante, right? You know, the whole super. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I can kind of understand that at a human level. I mean, well, I, I get where that would come from. Because people get into that, uh, what is it called? Like the risk of getting caught. You yes. Know? Yeah. But in such a surveilled area, to me, it's almost like it's a product that was meant to be consumed. So who's at the other end of those tapes and where does that stuff go? And oh, then now it's like, yeah. I have a hard time believing this is the first time because this seemed like such a casual thing and they were so flippant about it. Right. Mm. And so somebody had the video, somebody leaked it out there what's what's all the story what's the chain of custody of all this stuff you know is it really this kind of humiliation ritual it's really not so different than the epstein thing when you think about it because sure it's yeah. not necessarily you know the QAnon version of it was you know we're taking a three-year-old and doing a satanic human sacrifice ritual somewhere in a dungeon on a bunker you know hailing demons or whatever and then we eat the child no i mean i think i mean maybe but i think a lot of the epstein stuff is just Hey, Bill Clinton, come down to my my fancy island and we're just going to have a good old time like we're 17 again and we're going to get liquored up and here's some pills and here's some blow. Yeah. And then, oh, here's this beautiful girl that's going to hit on you all night long. And then, you know, you get drunk and you lose your inhibition and then you go and you do the thing and then you wake up in the morning and, oh, by the way, she was 14 yeah. or 15 or you know, whatever. Yeah. Right? Just, just yeah. enough to be illegal. And then now they've got you. Now they own you because sure. you're somebody of a status who, if that ever came out, you'd just be done, right? Um, that's all it takes. It doesn't have to be quite as sinister as what the imagination makes it out to be. Uh, yeah. 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 So that's, a, that's a big one to me is, you know, where's the, where's the other security footage of well, right. those two guys? That, that's a, yeah, God damn, that's a, well, it's the same thing with the, the cocaine in the white house. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? You never saw anything. Nobody came in and went to that area. Yeah. Or even if even if you didn't have a camera on that specific spot, you know who was in the room at what time. You know when the bag was found, and so now you can build the window of when would it have been there. So now you whittle it down to who was in, who was out. It's very Here's easy. My, it's, yeah, me and you basic, could have done that. Basic it doesn't stuff. take it. Yeah, exactly. Basic stuff. And so yeah. the only place for you to go there is it's a cover-up because whoever it would be, it's it's damaging. Yeah. You know, you said like it's a you got to be really thinking about like the footage of who's going in there. Obviously there's footage of on the center floor. 
How many creeps are jacking off to that? You know? Oh, right. Yeah. Like that's and you said, is that a common thing? Is well, it a common that, thing? Like that's uh, you know, this 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 made the rounds on Twitter that Madison Cawthorn, because he when he was still a uh house representative he made a comment that you know yeah i get invited to orgies and you know cocaine parties and shit all the time you know it's like a giant disgusting frat house out here or whatever and he got raked over the coals for it because the sort of boomer con or even classic democrat illusion that everybody has in america is that these are all just these proper statesmen yeah yeah no no no. like it's the worst kind of humans imaginable that seek power right yes yes and uh so it's a bunch of that shit and then uh i've lost my train of thought It'll come back to me. <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, stripper, not stripper parties, orgies and cocaine. Yeah, oh, fucking, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Tom Hanks movie, right? Yeah. Charlie Wilson's War, starring Tom Hanks. Okay, yeah. It's about a congressman in the late 70s and in the 80s when the Soviet Union was at war in Afghanistan, right? He was a guy in Congress who was finding ways to pilfer funds to send to the Afghanis um, so that they, so they weren't buying American weapons or whatever to fight the Soviets. They were buying Russian weapons through an intermediary, right? And then getting them to the, to the Mujahideen, Osama bin Laden and company, mind you, yeah. to fight against the Russians using Russian weapons so that the Russians would be kind of clueless as to what was actually going on. Sure. And this whole movie, it's a true story. It's based on the book written by Charlie Wilson, who's the guy who did it, who's played by Tom Hanks uh-huh. about how they did all this and the political intrigue and stuff like that. And it's an interesting movie. Um, and it's, it's well acted and all that stuff. But there's a couple scenes in that movie of them at like brothels and like Coke parties with a bunch of hot tubs and strippers and prostitutes just being frat dudes, having a good old time doing that sort of stuff out in the open. They're not even being secretive about it. Yeah. Um, but yet somehow there's still this illusion that like it's not just a big fucked up club for the Hunter Bidens of the world, which I think is kind of the, the thing more people need to realize is that these kind of the entitled you know, the fortunate son, you know, I ain't no Senator son, you know, the Senator son is a Hunter Biden, right? Like yes. that's, that's the people that are running the show. And so, yeah. yes, they are doing really disgusting, fucked up shit because at the level of excess that they have available uh-huh. to them, they have to always be pushing the envelope to get more and more and more. And when you think about that in that context, Epstein Island's not so crazy now, is it? No, no. Well, it's power with the power and not having to worry about getting in trouble or going to jail or whatever. Yeah. People are going to constantly, like you said, push the envelope. Yeah, and if you need a fresh like, supply about people that you need to to abduct to fit into this ring that nobody's going to come looking for, where do you need to go get them? Yeah, natural disasters. Third world country, natural disasters, or yep. very poor area, natural disasters, right? Yeah, yeah, Kids yeah. off the street that nobody comes in looking for. I mean, hell, yeah. there was a... Nobody's going to miss them, yeah. There was another thing I listened to, and I actually never thought about this until I heard the guy talking about it. And this was in the context of, you know, like actual kind of demonic and maybe not even demonic, just like cult stuff in like really hard cults, right? That like that do weird shit. Yeah. Um, will have children like arranged children between people off the books. Right. So a child, you know, somebody gets pregnant and a child is born without any paper trail at all. Sure. They, they, they never go to hospital. There's no birth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. no social security yeah. number. And there's a market for that yes. where these kids are just off the record. And so they never are missing and they're never found because, well, technically they're never missing. So there's nobody to look for. Right. Right. And that kind of blew my mind. It was like, wow. And that, you know, maybe that's not super widespread, you know, and, but it's hard to think about because here in America, we're so used to 
you know, the, the, again, somebody's born, they get a social security number, a birth certificate, whatever. Yeah. Think about all these other third world, second world countries in the world, even places in America where, I mean, how many of those dumb or crazy Reddit videos or whatever, or stories of like, you know, some fat, unhealthy, coked out chick that didn't even know she was pregnant ends up having a baby. Well, how many of those people exist that never even make it to the hospital Right. And then yeah. the child manages to survive because in all honesty, humans are not fragile. I mean, we did it for hundreds of thousands of years before all this stuff. So it's not as sure. if it's necessary that you have access to hospitals and things for life to continue to exist. So it really kind of begs the question of, holy shit, this really could be a lot bigger than, than we yeah. think it is. Yeah. Well, and you know, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's fucking disgusting. The disregard for human life for, yeah, I mean, for those kind of people, I, I don't get it because, you know, all humans are special. I don't care what kind of culture you are, color, skin color you are. You really, it, it, you know, everybody deserves to live and doesn't need to be treated like a slave. Or well, a that, that, slave that gets or an you organ donor to kind of even bring it full it. circle. That gets you back to that kind of <clears throat> early Christian um, uh, that's what I was, I was getting. I was getting to that. Yes. Yeah. In in, yeah. in contrast to yeah. all the things that existed at the time, it was something that, even though you and I are different, and even though we disagree on stuff, you still have value as you know a child of the same God or the same Creator yeah. as I was. And yeah. so, in that regard, you and I are equals because even within the Christian religion, it says that you know nothing I do, no matter how good, is really good enough or any better than anything you're doing, even though everything you're doing is so bad because mm-hmm. everybody falls short. And, yeah. and that's kind of the mentality that's supposed to get taken forward. And that contrasts with um, kind of the way Islam and even Judaism look at other people who are not them. Um, and that's an interesting one. And, you know, yeah, do, do Christians fail at that? And is there a lot of like dark and black history <clears throat> in like the, I guess, you know, Christian world or oh, times yeah. when like, you know, the church had a lot more political power and things like that? Absolutely, because yeah. humans are humans. But the and point here corrupts. is that the the sort of culture and worldview that came out of that is what became the Western world. And when you look at like the founding of America where, I mean, yes, the word God is used in things like that, but it's not necessarily under the banner of like a specific church. It's, it's more just kind of general being a deist, right? There's, there's a belief mm-hmm. that there is a higher power and that yeah. there is moral truth. And yeah. these are the basic moral truths. And then these become by extension of that, the things that become the inalienable rights given to you by God, right? Like you have the ability to do these things that no one else can take away from you. And that makes us all equal. And when you start stripping away the, the root of how all those ideas were created, you know, in a very short amount of time, it's it's just like chopping the roots of a, a tree or knocking the foundations out of a house. The whole thing's going to tumble. Sure. And and you'll still be able to look at like a piece of siding and say, oh, yeah, that was a piece of siding to a house. But it's not a house anymore. It's just a piece yeah. of board on the ground. And, and that's the world we're going to end up in where there are still going to be people, even good meaning people, you know, like let's say even the crazy leftist will still recognize that, you know, murder is bad, but saying murder is bad doesn't mean anything if you live in a world where the murderers just get out of prison because they don't convict people on that anymore Uh or the charges get walked down because of you know a, a certain ethnicity or income level or whatever the thing is so now 
it becomes, well, murder doesn't really matter. It's just a saying. It's just a piece of sighting of your house. Once great house that's just laying in the dirt. It's useless. Like I know what it is and I know what it meant and what it represented. It's just, it doesn't serve a function anymore. And that's, that's where we're going. Yeah. You know, as I get older, so I was raised Christian, right? Went to church, did all that. And I would say, I don't think ever for a time period there I was ever atheist by any means. Um, I was kind of an agnostic to a certain extent. Yeah, just some sort of higher power. As I get older, I'm becoming way more Christian again. You know, I, one thing for me kind of on that same journey that had always kind of stuck with me was <clears throat> was really just kind of a generic statistic thing. And it was about uh, fatherhood in general. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, if you want your kids to turn out a certain way, like you want them to... Um, you know, get this kind of job or pursue these kind of ideals. You don't want them to have crime. You don't want them to have kids outside of marriage. You want them to have uh, a belief system that supports all these things or whatever. You know, overwhelming, overwhelmingly, the biggest predictor of if any of those things were going to happen was was dad present in the home, yes, and present in the kid's life. Yes, it didn't even matter how good the mom was. And it wasn't to totally diminish yes, the statistics show. Yep. Because kids, kids raised in a, a single father household will be less crime, do better in school, do better in college, be more successful. Kids raised in a single mother household are the exact opposite every single time. Yep. And so that same thing that I'm talking about, um, it was, it was, a. um, Pointed more towards a religious context, but one of the other things that was in there was, you know, if you want your kids to go to church and have, you know, these beliefs in, you know, your religion or whatever, it was the same thing. Yeah. If dad doesn't actively engage in those things, whether it's, you know, going to church or having, you know, the weekly sit down or, or making a point to bring those things up in conversation and reinforce how important they are, then the likelihood of the kid having any of that moving forward once they're on their own was almost nothing. Sure. Almost nothing. Like, yeah. like mom had almost no effect on that, on that whatsoever, especially for, um, male children, right? Boys. Yeah. And yeah. Holy shit. Can you not look at the world and see that that is the biggest problem ever is, is, uh, you know, young males that aren't, well, their, their, their power and, and their thought process and their testosterone and, you know, unbridled rage or even unbridled brilliance, you know, not kind of constrained by, an elder who's been there and done that is dangerous and damaging. What does Christianity promote? What does Christianity promote? Marriage. Yeah. The nuclear family. Sure. Almost like it was designed to be like that. Yeah. Because without that, it's just chaos. Yeah. And I, you know, we could just riff on this forever. I mean, even, even the whole kind of modern last hundred years divorce set up, you know, not that it's ever been perfect because it's always been messy. Even the Bible says it's going to be messy and it's probably better if you don't do this, but we know you suck. So you have to do this, but sure. Anyway, um, you know, divorce is so easily and readily accessible mm, that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's destroyed kind of some of the honor culture system where, uh, you just, you kind of did a thing out of duty, even, even if the emotions walked out the door a long time ago, it was, you know, yes. I, I'm still honor bound to do this thing. Yep. Right. And I might not be perfect at it, but this you, is what you, I chose. You have to see it to yeah. the end. Yeah. I, I, I think like that, like very much. So I was like, oh, well, I chose this. Yeah. No matter whatever happens. Yep. I will see this through. Yep. It was my choice. Um, plus I know how important it is for the child. Yeah. So at least a minimum until the child's up and gone and successful. Yep. And that's, that's, that's yep. a, an incredible, um, 
long-term thinking that a lot of cultures and things around the world don't have because you're it's it's sacrifice it's mm-hmm. it's i did a thing there was a consequence i might be unhappy with the consequence at times but it is the bed that i made yes it's up to me to fix it and you know what I'll, I'll do even one better most men think like exactly what i just said most men there are all the easy ones that take these way out they're always gonna yeah. be that exception most men however most women the exact opposite and it's also incentivized from the federal government yeah. for women to Take the easy way, yeah, out which and not, you know, and not see it through. Gets us back into some of the you know victim politics and things like that. Because yep, yep, you yep. know, I I think any, I mean, you know, here we're biased because we're well, maybe the bias is real and that's why it's biased. But you know, we're we're young <laughs> men, so we've obviously known people and seen people who who at our point in life, kind of thirties, forties, fifties, have you know been divorced and had kids or maybe even a couple marriages and things like that. And sure, um, you know, I don't I don't know everybody's story innately. And, you know, definitely there's some exceptions where there's, you know, definitely, you know, things like spousal abuse and, and stuff like that, where, you know, absolutely that woman is justified in walking away. Yeah, but, of course. But the vast majority of them is is just people quitting. Yes, it's a, uh, just give up. Yep. It's the easy way. You know what? Fuck it. I don't want to fight anymore. You know what? I mean, I'm not saying you want to fight anymore. Maybe you should try to work it out. A lot of people, they don't even try to even work it out anymore. Yeah. They just walk away. It's just easy. Yeah, and, it, and it's almost always yeah. the 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 uh, you know female who files and stuff like that, and then you know kind it, yeah. of the stereotype of mm-hmm. you know dad gets raked over the coals and has to pay all the child support, but yep. gets the least amount of you know custody rights and and things like that. I told myself when I got married, and especially when my son was born, that if it ever ends bad, like I will live through hell until like until he's graduated out of college successful yeah and I know he could be like because I will never not be there for my son um and I think part of that is because I didn't have that growing up sure but also I know what happens when he doesn't have that so yeah anyway well man I think we kind of came full circle we did I mean it was a, that was a good one yeah we should have a sound effect for coming full circle like <laughs> oh, I could plug something in there <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I need a producer because the board has that shit built into it. You can just press the button. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, well, I don't. I think that's all I got. You, you good? No. Nope, yep. That's good. All right. All right. Bye bye. See you.